0: What's up, everybody? This is Mind Your Money with Miss Be Helpful, a show that highlights people and stories that will inspire you to get your money right. Today, I'm talking to somebody who didn't just get her money right, but she's getting her and her whole husband and their whole marriage's money right, which is so <laughs> awesome to hear and to see. So today, I'm talking to Allie from Financially Focused. What's up, Allie?
1: Hello. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm so excited for you to
0: come on. And so I actually first found Allie on Instagram. Her Instagram is at Financially Focused, but instead of a Y in the word financially, it's I because How cute is that? Her name is Allie, A-L-L-I. And um, yeah, once I found her on Instagram, I started to see her content. I was like, wow, her posts are really, really good. Like they're really detailed. They're focused on a lot of really specific details with her money, with her um, budgeting. You can tell just from her Instagram feed that she's the one that controls the money and the finances in her relationship, which I loved. I'm like, yes, girl power. So um, Allie, just for those of you who might not be familiar with you or with your brand financially focused, can you just go ahead and give us a quick intro about you and your background?
1: Yeah. So I'm Allie Williams. I own, like you said, Financially Focused. And it's, like you said, spelled with an I because that's my name. Um, so it started as a blog in 2017 and kind of just like evolved from there. So what I do now, one of the big things is like help specifically women and couples kind of focus on like their money goals and building wealth and kind of finding a balance. I don't believe in like bare bones budgeting. I don't do it and I don't really preach that. So, you know, really helping to balance Debt and savings and just like life expenses um i got married last august so I'm, i guess still considered a newlywed thank you. Congratulations. <laughs> um, thank you and um i live in south carolina right now but was born and raised in new york um and i got my mba in finance uh when did i graduate 2018 and yeah so it's kind of been here and there but it's it's been fun. It's been a yes. fun journey so far.
0: So cool. Just like all the different facets of um, your money journey. Now, I want to talk a little bit about how you got out of debt and and all the things with your debt re- uh, debt repayment and getting debt free plan. Um, in a little bit. But first, what I like to do is I like to start the show with some really fun questions because I notice a lot of people they t- they tend to think that like financial influencers they like you know just have everything together and just no money from start to finish and we're just born budgeting and that's just not how it is. Like we we know that's right. not how it is. But I would like to just kind of point out like no, we have regrets, we made mistakes to. So if there is a time that you could think of where you spent way too much money. I mean you you spent way too much money and to this day you regret it because it was just too too expensive. Uh what would that purchase or maybe that experience or service that you pay for, what would
1: that be? So the first thing that like just comes to mind is my car. And so when I graduated college I thought, you know, what's the adult thing to do? And it's buy a brand new car. Like fully new like you yes. know barely put anything down like obviously needed a car loan and like I didn't even hesitate like it was just Um, a reaction and I mean thankfully I got like a Hyundai Tucson so it wasn't like I was getting a BMW but it was still like $26,000 loan or something like that like it still was significant and um that's the I would say that's the biggest thing where I was like if I do it again I would get like a you know, a new to me car with obviously like safe and low mileage and whatever. But I would not buy like a fully brand new car. And I was like so excited. I still have, I think, on my personal Instagram, like the post of like when I got it and like how excited I was. And, you know, it was like my first adult, like in my mind, like adult purchase, like 21 years old, just graduated college, you know, thought I had like, you know, I had a full time job coming. I knew I had like income and was like, yes, you know new car is like the way to go and my minimum i mean i paid it off thankfully early once i realized this was like not a good idea yeah. <laughs> um yeah. but my payment i think was like 400 dollars a month mm-hmm. um,
0: say, yeah they, like it had to be like around 500 a month because yeah it pay- was like
1: 415 or something okay. thankfully my i got it through a credit union so my interest rate was like very low it was like 1.9 percent or one it was like super low so it wasn't interest was the issue but it was like it was still expensive. I mean, it was $415 a month that was going to my car. (laughs) um, I'd say that was like the most expensive thing where I was like, eh, I wouldn't do it again. I don't regret it because I learned from it. You know, I learned from it and I use I can like share my experience and hopefully not like tell others so they don't do that. But it was, you know, I wouldn't do it again. <laughs> no, I definitely wouldn't repeat that. This reminds me. So, so uh, I recently talked to Sarah, who's on YouTube,
0: known as Budget Girl, mm. and she had the like. The same answer, I mean, which I don't know if she said that she bought a brand new car, but her answer was like, um, I, I've always been the kind of person who knew to be savvy when it comes to buying cars. And so she's very much gotten into the habit of like doing all the research, certified pre-owned or, you know, doing the work to find out like if this car is is good quality, but never paying full price for a new car and getting like, you know, decent cars that are, um, you know, lightly used, but like really right. good condition. And that just, it just made me think like, why is it that so many people... Believe that like the thing to do is get that brand new, spanking mm-hmm. brand spanking new with the fresh car smell. Kind yes, of awesome. like I don't, I don't get it.
1: And I don't, I wasn't even like fate. Like I remember going in and it was in, I was in South Carolina for school, and like I bought the car in New York, which like because that's where I'm from. So like New York, I mean taxes obviously on the car were high too because it's New York taxes.
0: Uh-huh. And I just remember
1: going in and like signing everything and being like, wasn't even like hesitant about it. It was, it was just probably- like felt really good, you right? Got a it literally team, yes. pictures like this is my accomplishment. Yes, it was like I I bought this, but really I just took a loan. <laughs> like that's I didn't true. buy it at that's all.
0: So, I just so took weird. out a loan. You like I didn't so own weird. it at all. it's not so weird that we do that with everything though, right? Like, yeah. you no, know, when we accomplish something that we, you know, we, we financially we don't talk about how we how we paid for it. We just talk about right.
1: what we. Like, this is
0: what I got. This is what I got. But pay for it in cash. I was like, look at
1: me. Like, I have this new car I bought. Like, it's mine. But really, it was. The credit unions until right, I pay. <laughs> they can take that car right from you, right? And, and there's two things
0: I think here. Um, you know, from from Ali's story, that I think is so important. One is never buy a brand new yeah. car with like full cost. Get a huge loan for it, unless like you have the money and you right. could buy that car, and that's just what you want. I mean, there's plenty of, of uber super wealthy people that could just drop the money on a car, or whatever. Right. And sure, that's a but that's a different situation. Right. That was not me. People. Average amounts of money for yeah. average. Like, it just doesn't make sense. And uh, I remember my sister actually did the same thing. She went when she was like in her, I don't know, early, mid 20s. Um, She got a better job. She, you know, had a baby. She wanted to have a car. So she, she took my dad with her to the dealership. And my dad was in her ear the whole time. Get a used car. Get a little hoop tea. Save yeah. money, you know. And my, my dad has always been frugal. But she was just adamant that she had to get the brand new car, brand yeah. new car. I think her car ended up at the end of the day costing her a total after like all her interest and the loan and everything was repaid.
1: crazy. That's somebody's entire annual salary. Right. (laughs) no, that's more than like my husband, like that, even if that's like more than salaries, like that's insane. Yeah, it's like yeah. more than an average person's salary. Like, and, right. and so when we think about things like that. Like,
0: I just, I feel like it's because of misinformation. Like people don't really know. Right. They just think you're supposed to get the new car. You're supposed right. to do that. But the second thing that Ali's story pointed out was that like, if you get a new car, the moment you drive off the lot, it depreciates in value. Mm-hmm. It is less, it's mm-hmm. worth less money the second you drive it off that yeah. lot. And versus yeah. Ali's new perspective, which is like, never do that. because I wouldn't do that again because right. it's just not a smart investment. Like I'm not going to no. get the return back unless you're using that car for work and it's generating income.
1: Right. Know, it's something else, but yeah, no, I mean, thankfully like it's paid off. I still have it. I mean, it's caused us like a ton of issues, like the car itself, like the engine died and there's stories for another time, you know, stranded on the side of the interstate. And um, thankfully like, it was covered like it was still under warranty and whatever but you know it's paid off so like now at least it's I mean it's nice now like it's paid I don't have any car payments when an oil change comes up or new tires it's not as frantic like I have a sinking fund or other things for it but like my early 20s like I graduated college at 21 bought this car and thought like this is the best thing, you know, this is what you're supposed to do. Like, you know, buy something new <laughs> after right. you graduate. Is that you don't even
0: incorporate the total cost. You're just thinking about your cost that you're gonna pay every month for the car for the car note. But the thing is, you also gotta think about gas. You have to think about maintenance on that car. You have to think about sometimes in, in many cases parking, uh, oh, yeah. paying for to park the car.
1: So the oh, price tag yeah. are a lot higher, right? Oh, 100 percent And like I didn't put much down because I was You know, a senior, like I worked some in college, but like I had maybe a few thousand dollars to my name, like in general. So it wasn't like I had, you know, put down a ton. I think I put down enough to cover taxes and like, you know, whatever fees, but like I wasn't putting anything really towards the car down. So it was like I pretty much just put the whole. Car on a loan and thought right. like I owned it, which I did not.
0: <laughs> a lot of people do that. A lot of people do that. So hopefully, I mean, Ali's lesson learned wasn't just hers now. People listening, especially if you're a younger person out there, because yes. I think your story too, it was like you're 21. Who who the heck do you know when you're 21 that can whisper in your ear like my dad did to my sister? I mean, even in that case, because my dad's a little older, my sister was like Please, old man. Like I don't want to do. You know, you know what I'm going through. I'm I'm young. I can have a nice car. But if your own friends around you sort of are talking to you and pressuring you to make the smart right. money moves, you'll probably listen.
1: But right, not a lot of 21 year olds have no. financially savvy friends. So that's yeah. None gonna- of my friends were. I mean, I like they. You know, were figuring things out on their own. Like they just graduated too, and so no that's one funny. really like knew what we didn't know what we were doing from a money standpoint and everyone was had new cars or you know we're buying things for themselves after they graduated so it was like the thing to do even though it wasn't you know it wasn't yeah. something i should have done i should have yeah. even if i needed a loan taken out something for fifteen thousand dollars versus like twenty six, twenty seven, and paid it off because i needed a car um for work you know to like like after i graduated but um yeah, definitely mm-hmm. could have approached it differently. <laughs> sure.
0: and that's you Obviously, you know, right. learned. You, it's sort of the school of hard knocks is how you learn it because you exactly. don't actually in actual school. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. What about on the flip side of that? What about an experience that you can remember or purchase that you made where you spent way too much money and other people probably look in at to your finance situation and say, oh, you're crazy. I can't believe you spent all that money. But even now, you still don't regret it. You You're glad yeah. that you made that, that purchase and it was
1: worthwhile for you. Right. So what comes to mind with that is our wedding. Um, So we paid for our wedding last year. um, And I, we definitely spent a ton. Like I think a lot in the Instagram community, whatever is like, you don't need a big wedding. You don't um, need to spend a lot, which you don't, but we wanted a big wedding. We had, you know, we invited a little over 200. I think we had 175 come. We paid for everything. um, And I don't regret it at all. Like we had a, you know, video and photographer. I mean, we didn't of course have, the fanciest of everything but we had everything we wanted um and the biggest part i think which a lot of people kind of found me through was like i saved seventeen thousand dollars for our wedding before i was even engaged so like wow. um that helped
0: so and that, that helped so. yeah
1: we wouldn't you know we had we got engaged and ha- planned for a year but like i had we had seventeen thousand dollars um wow. you know to put towards it so that helped a ton but you know that took a lot of me planning like eventually I was going to get married. And the thing with me was even if I didn't get married, I could have put that money towards something else. And like the whole point is just to start saving. If you know, like I knew we'd have to, you know, pay for our wedding, which I was okay with completely okay with. But like, if we, if I wanted to have the wedding that I wanted, then like, yeah, I was going to have to start saving in advance. I mean, we paid, I don't think I've ever actually shared the amount, but I think it was like thirty-five 000 to forty thousand for our yeah. wedding, like around that, which is in South Carolina, which like yeah. is a lot. I yeah. mean, I mean, that's, um, I think that sounds pretty average for New York, but even in New York City, people spend even more than oh, that, yeah. money, way more than that. So right, I mean, I and mean, you know, we are paying off six figures of debt. So I did get a lot of comments like, you could have, you know, had a small elopement and put it towards debt, and guess what? Like I don't regret it at all. I would do it again, and I would still extend this. If this extends their debt payoff by a year or two or whatever it is, I do not regret it at all. That's like that's
0: what makes personal finance personal. It's right. about the person. It's about your preferences. To you, that meant so much, and you got so much value from that day, right. and that experience. Like then, what does it matter what everybody? Right. Else is? We
1: had everyone you know there from like all walks of life. Like so many people from New York came down, and so many of my friends, like I grew up with, and family friends. Like it was just like the perfect day. Like I like literally like sobbed when it was over and I felt bad for my husband. Cause he's like, are you okay? And I'm like, it's over. Oh, but like, you know, you were, I would do it again. Ended. You were like, yeah. you didn't want it to be over. Well, it's just, you never have everyone in one room like that again, like everyone you care about. And I wouldn't have changed. I wouldn't have cut anyone. There's nothing I would have changed. And like, yes, we spent a lot. Yes. We could have put it towards debt or done something else. But like, it's all, like, for me, it's all about balance. I have this member, like, we did, you know, cut like, cut certain things or try to like, keep it as reasonable cost. Like for me, flowers weren't important. So I picked like, bare minimum flowers, which just was like bouquets and boutonnieres, cheapest, like small flowers I could find didn't care. So like we, you know, we prioritized like DJ was important to us. I wanted like a good DJ where you can dance all night. And like, so that was important. Flowers weren't food was like important. But we did like stations you know that were just out oh, so huh. we didn't do I like sit- sure. so like right so you know we kind of like picked yeah. and choose what that's was important so, but that's
0: so smart I mean but that's how a regular budget works that's how your right. regular personal budget works like for me I know now that when I travel I like to really spend ni- a nice amount of money because I want the trip to be worth it and I want to remember forever but in my daily spending I, I'm i so like I'm people call me cheap whatever but I just don't spend a ton of money on things because I don't really care I mean before I for this call we were both talking about how we don't care about name brand clothes like i don't care about name brand clothes. I, I don't really spend much money on designer clothes and shoes and all that kind of stuff but i do spend a lot of money on quality trips on you know food my food budget i do you know put a little more because i want to make sure i eat good
1: on uh, the same
0: line like I, you know there's things in my budget i'm like i right. will prioritize these things but other things i don't care
1: <laughs> that's exactly how i am like i don't you know, this, those shirts from Target, like I don't really wear makeup. I don't do my, you know, like there's sort of beauty to me. stuff like, that's not important, but I'm the same way. We spend a lot on food. We go on weekly date nights. Cause it's important to us. Like I have season tickets to like our, like my college football games. Like there's things that I'm not willing to give up even while everything, but like, there's other things I don't pay for. Like we live, you know, in a smaller house and we, you know, we don't live in the best area so we can like save money and like our mortgage is cheap. So we make sacrifices in like different, Yep. different
0: ways. Yes. Yep. That's how, that's how it's got to be. Right. You right. Gotta know what you're willing to sacrifice, know what you're not willing to sacrifice on. Um, okay. So how did you make the change from being this, you know, bright eyed, bushy tailed 21 year old buying a brand new car with money she didn't have and hearing so much about name brands when you were younger and, and, you know, a teenager growing up in New York to being this person that you are now with such a tight budget and taking over the finances for your entire household and even having a brand about it. So how did that change happen? What motivated you to change?
1: Honestly, I don't know if it was like a I like a one moment. I've always been like in college. I you know took six or seven classes at a time. I had to, like double major, double minored. Um, like worked in I studied abroad, so like I worked in the study abroad office to like you know make some spending money. Um, I was thankful like my you know my parents did help with college, so like that helped, and I got a ton of academic scholarships, which is why one of the reasons I went to South Carolina. Um, so I. You know, the car thing, I think, was my, like, biggest, like, it was still me getting over the hump of, like, maturity-wise, like, you know, this is what other people were doing and, like, like we talked about kind of earlier, like, my upbringing was very, like, brand-oriented or materialistic just based on where I was raised. Um, and, you know, it wasn't even really my parents that, like, made us brand-focused. It was more, like, you Your know, pe- stu- like, friends and, like, peers and things we saw and, like, what other people were doing. Um But, you know, I started reading a lot and, like, I've always been a – like, I've always loved to read. Like, we didn't have TVs in our rooms growing up or anything like that. So, like, it was either read or go to sleep. Like, those are your options. (laughs) There was no, like – we didn't have, like, technology in our rooms. I think eventually I was able to get my, like, Game Boy in my room or something for a little bit. But, like, we didn't have TVs or computers or anything in our room. So it was, like, read or don't. Um, So I read a lot. And then in college I kind of started getting interested in, like – Budgeting or money stuff, but it's hard when you're like 20 and you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, You need money and, to, to budget money. You need money, right? Exactly. Yeah, and I had to budget money. You know, I was making like I don't know like barely anything from so a study abroad a moment back in then Yeah. Because it was, yeah, it was a different time. <laughs> right. And I, once I got my full-time job, that's when I think I created my first budget. So I was like, I know I have a salary coming in. And, you know, I looked at, you know, when I was looking at apartments for rent, I'm like, okay, like this is what I can afford for rent and like other bills. And, you know, the car thing was there, but I, I tried to save, but I was also in my, you know, lower twenties where it was like, we, I wanted to travel and I did spend a lot on travel. I didn't, change a lot where i didn't spend a lot on like material things but i traveling like i was in indiana at this point and we would take weekend trips all the time to chicago and tennessee and like i got to see a lot of the midwest so i don't regret those trips i should have you know could have should have would have saved more in my 20s but um or like in my lower 20s but i i didn't and it is what it is i did the one thing i did do which i'm thankful like my dad taught me was like put at least up to the match in my 401k so like I've been contributing that since I was 21 years old. And like, even with paying off debt, I have never stopped. I will not stop it. You know, we're not maxing it out, but I at least have stuff in there because with compound interest and free money from my company, like I'm not going to miss out on that while paying off debt. Um, and then, you know, I had a budget. I always had like a basic Excel budget when I graduated. And then, you know, when I was started dating my husband, that's when I, you know, started asking more questions about like money and like his situation. Yeah, we got to like, talk about this because you, yeah. you said to me that you, you asked your boyfriend when you guys were your husband before
0: he was your fiance, when he was your boyfriend, yeah. on your third date, you told him. It was, was like
1: third or fourth. I, he would probably Ooh. know, but I was like, you know, it was important to me. And the thing that was important to me was not if you have debt, it was more like, how are you, what is your like attitude towards it? Mentality, because, your plan. Right. yep. Because I'm not going to, I mean, my philosophy and people have different opinions, but I wasn't going to not date someone because they had debt, you know, like Don't everyone, that. like that was not a deal breaker for me. It was more like, how are you willing to handle this? And how are you handling this? And he wasn't in the same mindset of me where he wasn't trying to, You know, pay it off as quickly as possible. But he was open to you know learning about what I like, what my financial goals were, and he was willing to like adjust his and really like get on board. So I knew like this wasn't a deal breaker. I'm not gonna you know be like, oh, we can't be together because you have like six figures of debt. But you know, as long as he was open and willing to like work on it with me and like understand where I was coming from and like develop a plan, then I was like, okay, this this can work. You know, this can. can No, I hear you. I think the deal
0: breaker would be the opposite situation right. where he still has the $150,000 debt, but he says to you like, oh, no, 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 I just can't concern myself with that debt. Everybody has that. I'm just going to pay the minimum for my life, blah, blah, blah. Like that's the red flag right there because that person's not even willing to compromise a little bit and, and listen to, you know, your partner's opinion about how f- the finances are going to affect them. Because once you get married, that's it. It's going to be both of y'all's debt. not just Right. Debt, not exactly. Yeah. Right.
1: So like, thankfully, like, you know, we dating, we had some money conversations. And then I knew he said it was around, I think he said it was like around 100,000 with everything. So I was like, OK, like it was a shock factor, but it, we got over it We're on the same page. And then fast forward to when we got we were engaged and I was going to move in. Um, and so I was ready for a budget meeting, like super ready. And like then after we tallied everything up, we realized it was 100
0: 50000 We definitely on so awesome like, shot. <laughs>
1: yeah. So, I mean, I let myself <laughs> sulk for a day. And, like, it was either at this point, like, it is what it is. Like, it wasn't that he was even hiding it. He just, like, genuinely didn't know. Like, he wasn't really, you know, as crazy about it as I was. He wasn't, like, didn't have Excel files going and, like, right. tracking but everything. So, it wasn't I, that he was, like, hiding are it. More, more like your husband in, in that aspect. Right. I think
0: well, they have some mental account of... Oh, it's six figures at this point. Bro. Right. So
1: once we like put it all together and looked, it was higher. And, you know, he was a little shocked by it. I was shocked by it. And, you know, it took a day to kind of like let myself feel what I was feeling because my feelings were, like are valid. But it was like I can sit here and sulk about it or we can – like put our up. plan hasn't really changed, right? Like yes. we still have to pay off six figures. It's just going to take us a little bit longer than originally thought. So, you know, we kind of adjusted from there. But it was definitely – like a shock factor. And, you know, we've had ton of discussions about it. And I actually on my blog finally got him to like answer some interview questions. Cause he's like,
0: he's like in this, you know, like
1: he knows what I do, but he's like very more behind the scenes of everything. Yeah. Like he kind yeah. of pops in and out, but he's not like trying to be on like, you know, everything. So it was fun to see some of his answers with like how he feels about money. Cause we definitely aren't like, the same when it comes to like our money mindset but um he's thank he has been very like accommodating with my site like my crazy like excel files <laughs> he kind of lets me handle everything which yeah is good you know for, for him that's a relief because he is not right. sound like a person who really wanted to do that
0: no but i'm sure you i mean you had a positive influence on him i mean I, I know you did because in i was actually reading your blog post about that and i was like oh my gosh it's adorable that he you know finally he sat down with you to answer questions and You asked him what was one thing that he learned about money since me being with you, who's like a super money, you know, money crazy. And he said that unplanned expenses and and budgets don't go together. Like it's like you have your budget, but then unplanned expenses are going to happen. And that turned him into the type of person who plans for the unexpected, which he wasn't like that before. And now he was very spontaneous before, but now he's not. And like, you know, being in a relationship with somebody who is about the money and the numbers can actually have a really positive impact
1: if you're kind of messy with money. Right. That was the biggest thing. Like I said before, it was more like, are you willing? You know, are you open to conversations about it and are you willing to adapt and can we create a plan together and if not if you're very hard like stuck in your way we're like no like I'm not willing to pay this off I, I don't care then that to me is more like I said the deal breaker than it is of having debt because you know 90% of I'd, I mean I don't know this is a made-up statistic but like n- you know so many people <laughs> who like, are in the
0: their, focus. Yeah, know, in their 90%. 20s and
1: like low 30s have some kind of debt you know like, so to find someone, you know, you could, if that's a deal breaker for you, that's your decision. But like to find someone who has nothing, no credit card, no car loan, no um, student loans, nothing, zero debt is, it's going to be, your your pickings are a little bit slimmer when it, mm-hmm. if you're trying oh, to yeah. use that as a deal breaker. Oh, yeah. But so it wasn't for me. It was more like, hey, can we do, can we create a financial plan together and like, you know, money for marriages or whatever is like the leading cause of like divorces and all that. So like, if we can't get on the same page or at least have these discussions while we're dating, like this is only going to escalate, you know, if we got engaged and got married. So
0: I hear you. I a hundred percent agree. I do think though, that when it comes to, because you know, me and my boyfriend been together for a very long time. I don't know necessarily. I mean, I don't want to say that we don't, any plans to get married? That we don't believe marriage or anything like that because I know I'll break his parents and my parents' heart if I say that. Right? But if you haven't, you know, we're not really venturing into that world yeah. yet. We're very happy with just being the way that we are. Right. And all the finances are separate. But I know that, like, the way that I feel at least is that if we were to merge our finances at any point ever, uh, I, I even though like if I were to take over and be like, all right, babe, I'm gonna do all the finances. I'm gonna be in charge of all this. I would still want him to at least be aware of like, okay, where are the accounts? Where is the money? Now, at least know because if I drop dead and you have no where the accounts
1: are you don't know at least the oh yeah oh yeah he knows like i have that's exact the conversation we had like i have my files and he's i'm like if i die this is what you need like so, that's the conversations we literally had
0: to have this conversation it sounds crazy i know but no. you're
1: absolutely right this is a conversation that you have to have with your partner especially right you either your partner. way either if you're the one handling it you know you have to let them know and if you're not the one handling it because your spouse is better or you're, you need to know because like like I said I manage I pay all our bills I like make the extra payments I put everything in savings and manage everything cuz that's just what we agreed upon like I'm I'm better at it I enjoy it so why should I force you know him to do it. But yeah, he has to know. he knows exactly like what files he would need <laughs> or like where to yeah. find account information because I'm like you better know, you to, yeah. Hey. You better know, girl. He better know. Right. <laughs> right, definitely. Oh,
0: I love that. All right, so then yeah, so so did it so did it come from that? Then did it come from like, you know, your uh you sort of figuring it out on your own, starting to budget and then your relationship and then you said, "I want to take this to a public platform. Like I want to help other people do this too."
1: Yeah, so it, we started when did we start dating? We started dating in 2015. Um, and we, I started my blog in 2017 and it was like, one of my good friends was like, you should, you know, start a blog. Cause she had a travel one. She just started and like share, um, you know, your journey. Cause like at that point I was saving for like a wedding before getting engaged and I was doing, you know, there was a lot of certain like gurus that were like focused on Instagram and I was doing, things a little bit different like i did it like i said i you know still contribute to retirement i don't believe in cutting everything from your budget i don't believe that if you have debt you have to like you know eat beans and rice every day and you know cut like everything. everything It's my culture we rice the yeah. <laughs> opposite i'm like i don't eat any like i'm like i just would rather you know whatever but um you know, the saying of it at yes. least you know where it's like you're cutting everything and like you I know, never noodles is like that's right. what I'm is like you know, <laughs> yeah easy mac ramen noodle all the college things that I would <laughs> yeah, make I'm in just, my microwave um <laughs> but yeah so it just kind of started as a blog and really just me sharing like my journey and me you know saving and you know becoming debt-free as an individual and like you know conversations I've had with friends and it just kind of started literally just me as sharing like my first blog post gosh they're probably so awful now to read cuz like I had no idea what I was doing. That would be and like so back then cool. they go back and see your girl. Yeah. That's
0: awesome.
1: Right. It's good to have. So it kind of just started as a blog and then you know over time it just kind of turned into like people asking a lot of questions and like needing help and being like, "Oh, I agree," you know, like or, "Yeah, I'm also trying to you know, save and pay off debt and still go on trips and do all this. Like, I don't want to cut anything specifically. And it just from there evolved into coaching, and that's kind of like where I was. Um, and then, yeah, so I, with my best friend who had a travel blog, we wrote a book that's on Amazon that's like yeah, geared towards so high school cool students. That. That's so um, cool. It's and pretty much- You guys yeah. definitely check this book out. Um, I, I need to read it. I put it on my
0: list because I actually work at an organization that um, that works with high school teachers. And so we're always looking for books and movies and, and documentaries and, and videos that are really targeting to high school kids. But I looked it up and it's, it's called Not Another Money Statistic, Lessons We Wish We Learned in High School. And th- I just thought that title was so good because if you catch kids in high school, then they don't have to make those mistakes that we made to learn the hard way because they learn early. So I love that. So you guys just decided to author the book together. Did you guys Yeah. it
1: apart? How did you guys go about it? Yeah, so we kind of have different, like, we all, we have different stories. Like, she studied social work in, you know, in... Um, college and then like I studied international business and global supply chain and like had Chinese and all this other stuff so we have like very different like we we complement each other very well Um, so we wrote it together it's very short it's like 90 pages it has some like questions in it and like um, it's not long because we were like high school students attention spans from like a personal finance standpoint they're not gonna want to like you know read this if it's hundreds of pages it's like you know you could read it in an hour or two like it's super if you like read through the thing it goes through you know we tried to keep it as not biased as possible like more fact-based so it's like what is credit what is a credit card you know what is what a credit card is not you know how to create a basic budget you know, student loans scholarships finding jobs like it goes through not just basic money terms but also things they need to know like if they are in college and finding a job or you know after college and they're finding internships or whatever so it goes through kind of the basics of different parts but I want like things like I wanted to know or things I've heard other people want to know like what is a credit card like you know when you're on college campus and mm-hmm. thankfully for me I never struggled with credit cards um like credit card debt like my parents were very good at explaining to us like a credit card is not money like it's it just like you know, for, I had a credit card in college. My dad said to help build my credit. And he just said, put $20 a month of like gas on it. That's all. I don't use it for anything else just to like build credit. So I never, I never struggled with credit cards. That was my track. My track was credit cards. But like my, you know, my husband and other people totally had a ton of credit card debt. And so it was more understanding. This is what a credit card is. This is what it's not. You can discuss with your parents and like make your own decision. I'm not telling someone they, have to use a credit card and I'm not telling them they shouldn't, but I want, you know, we wanted, you know, high school students or parents to know the facts. This is what it, you know, this is what it is. This is what it's not. You can decide if you feel comfortable with using it. So that's kind of how the book evolved. And it was fun to write. It was fun to do together. We self-published it and it's on Amazon and it's in Kindle, but it definitely learned a lot about like that side, like the self-publishing side. I see, I just um, it's going into, but it was fun. Like and, that, you know, so we,
0: yeah. yeah. Without that, knowing, yeah. I've mean, never right. done a book before. And then you say, well, let's write it. It's a lot to learn um, yeah. by yourself. Right.
1: So it was fun. And cool. then, you know, have that blog. And then, you know, now it's evolved to coaching. So it's been, it's been so much fun. It's that's like, really cool. it's a lot of fun. You yeah. coach
0: individuals and couples, right? Yeah. yeah. So a few
1: minor uh, couples, like it's, it's a lot of fun. I feel like, you know, to have a husband's perspective, because a lot of my clients are mostly female I'd say 95% female then if I add husbands it's the percentage changes but it's fun to see like the dynamic because my husband and I are the same way like we don't agree on everything either so it's fun to like have both in the sessions so you know some individuals some couples but it's we meet every week and I feel like they're like literally a part of my family like I you know (laughs) I love, that.
0: I love that. Yeah, I remember when I was in the classroom because I used to. I would go to the classroom every day. And I had I taught elementary school and I would see my kids every day and I feel like you guys are like literally my. I see them more right. than I see my own family and I feel like right. they're my family, my kids. Like, oh, I love that. Okay, well, I have you on here and you're a couples money coach. I had to pull a couples relevant type question. So I went on Instagram because I, I get so many questions and DMs and emails and, and YouTube comments and sometimes I'm like I try to get to all of them but sometimes I right. miss some. And so just this week I got um. A DM from at, on Instagram. Her handle is at vegan Latina, and vegan Latina says, um, uh, ooh, "Let me scroll down. I just, I just lost it. Oh, okay, here we go. My boyfriend is the opposite of me with budgeting, saving, and spending. He doesn't want to budget. He doesn't want to save, and I see his spending as a problem. Uh, how do I work it out with him so that we can either budget together or so that I can take over the finances? We're not in a serious relationship just yet. We're newly dating, but I want to ent- get ahead of this and." He and I have talked about engagement, but are not engaged or married yet. What do you give? What do you advise me to do? So, yeah. what would you say to her? Should she try to like get him to do what she wants him to do, or should she just be like, that's your money? This is my money. I mean, they're not sound like they're super serious, but they have talked
1: about engagement, right? I um, would you say, I would say, you know, I kind of we kind of talked about it a little bit, but try to have those conversations if he's willing to listen. And like, at least even if he's not willing to do exactly what you say, if he's willing to at least engage the topic and like talk about it and maybe explain where he's coming from. I feel like a lot of men are like, even from coaching experience or personal life, like they don't really want to like feel like women were like, at least in the finance aspect, we're like willing to more like talk about what we're struggling with and like be more emotional and be like, hey, like, this is really hard or like i'm struggling with this or you know mentally i'm you know really struggling with getting out of debt or whatever and i feel like guys are not like at least for my experience not as like open about it talking about their finances and you know their salary and their debt and all this they're like i don't want to, i'm going to just ignore it like i'm not going to talk about it and we didn't budget together until we were engaged but the biggest thing for me to overcome was like i can't force him to be who i want him to be from like a money perspective. And so, you know, a lot of people do monthly budget meetings and I tried it and I was so excited for it. And like, I had a binder, like legit put together like a budget binder and all these worksheets. And I was excited to sit down and go everything. And it it just didn't work. And that was okay. And it took me time to realize like, just because this works for everyone else doesn't mean it's going to work for my relationship. And what we now do is just check in throughout the month. Like, I'll be like, Hey, you know, have you is, how is the month going? Or like, is anything coming up for like, if we're in April now? So is anything coming up for May? Like, when do you think you'll need an oil change? Or, you know, is there anything else that you foresee you needing to spend money on this month or next month? Like, it's more conversational. And that's what, and then I update the budget based on like our conversation. And so that's helped a ton with. Reducing the like anxiety around budget meetings and being super formal, like we have to sit down every month for an hour and review every right. Yeah, there's no flexibility, and it's right. very if he doesn't want to review that for an hour, and that's yeah. fine, like it, totally fine as long as like we said he's involved at least somewhat, and knows what's going on. And the other thing that's helped a ton was we have separate spending money. Um, so we have com- like combined finances now is just the easiest because I manage everything, and having to like separate everything out would be. Not fun, but we do have two ally checking accounts that are completely separate. And each month we get $75 that go into each of our accounts. And that's like no questions asked money. You You can leave it, right? You can let it sit for four months and then buy something that I might find is dumb and you think is great and it's $300. Like, I don't care. That money is like, we each can do what we want. We don't have to converse with each other. It's, it kind of gives us our own freedom still to have that like individual account while still combining finances. And like, I think for me, even like, it's important if I want to, you know, I spend most of mine on food, (laughs) but like, if I want to pick up lunch that day or go out with like a friend or something, I don't want to feel like I should have to feel bad about it for like spend increasing our food budget or, you know, whatever. So I like it. It keeps us both like sane from there's things he can buy and doesn't have to be like, oh, can we add this to the budget? Or, you know, can we do this? So that's helped a lot. I mean, when dating, I think the biggest thing is just open communication and making sure you, even if you're not on the same page where you're managing everything now, you you feel like you can get there. And if there's any red flags, you're discussing those because you want to discuss that while dating, not when you're engaged or married. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's probably from what you just
0: said, I think that summarizes it perfectly. What I think the the best sort of like tip to move forward. Uh, I forgot her handle. Sorry. Uh, Vegan Latina. I think what I would say, too, is to summarize what Ali said is you there's a range of of options how to deal with money together. And Ali realized very quickly that the monthly budgeting thing was not in the range that, you know, was or enjoyable for us husband and I think what you need to do and what you, you could do if you want to I'm not I mean you don't need to you could do is to sit down with a piece of paper and literally write down what is the range what is every single possible way that you guys right. can handle money and then sit down with him and go cross out one by one. Oh, he doesn't want to do the monthly budget binder Shouldn't cross that one out alright dang I really like that one but again it's got to be a compromise and go through each until you find one or two that, that sounds sensible that both people are willing to do and you know maybe that's it looks like you taking over the entire household finances like Ali, but your husband being aware or your, your boyfriend being aware of what it looks like, or maybe it looks like you guys splitting everything, but sharing with each other what you're doing. I mean, again, it just could look like so many ways. Maybe it's writing down everything that would make you happy and seeing what
1: he says of, of that list. What is it that he's actually willing to do? And then you guys can right. compromise. Right. And it might take time. Like this was, I mean, we were, we dated for a few years then got to get, like, this has been years in the like, in the making like this is not something that especially if you have different money past like a biggest thing like thing i talk about with especially couples like my clients who are couples is like everyone has different money past like your upbringing is different you know even little things you might not have realized you've learned from your parents or observed have affected how you view money and how you handle money it could be like a scarcity thing or maybe one person was raised that like everything goes on a credit card and someone was raised that you never touch a credit you know just little things you just don't realize so have those conversations about your money past before you rule out like every plan. And you might take trial and error. Or you might try a plan and then it doesn't work and understand like, okay, what worked from what went well from this? What didn't? What can we take from this as a learning experience and move on and try to create a plan together? As long as you're both open to you know creating plans together, I think that's a good step in a dating, like from a money perspective in a dating relationship, I don't think you need to be so concerned while dating of like combining, you know, of course, personal preference. But for me, it was I was not as concerned on combining finances and making sure like I understood every penny of his money. And, you know, I didn't really get a good look at his exact accounts until we were engaged. So, you know, we had those conversations, but I wasn't like logging into his bank account when we were dating. I, you know it would, there is that trust factor while you're dating, and the conversations are key to make sure, like, hey, can can this work from a finance standpoint? If we're fighting over money every week, you know, that's a red flag. You need to work through while dating, you know, versus waiting and ignoring it. And then when you do combine finances when you're married or engaged or whatever, yeah. you, you have a lot more to. That is, with. that is, I will say that is one thing that scares me. I
0: know a lot of you know even just my girlfriends that I'm in my I'm in 30 this year, and I think a lot of my friends that are starting to get married and like my cousins, and I have started to notice that like. They somehow think that, like, because they're getting married, it's going to solve a lot of the problems of relationship, like um, a marriage, a wedding, a union, whatever you you have is not going to magically solve the problems in your relationship. You have to work on those actively, constantly. Don't like, oh, we're going to get married and then we're going to be so happy. No, no, you're going right. to be gonna be more angry because now it's, gonna say can't it's more magnified,
1: actually, yeah. you know, like you realize thing. And so if you, it is a good thing that she's realizing this while dating, because a lot of people don't have these conversations dating, they wait and then have it when they're married and they're like, Oh, I didn't know you felt that way. Or I didn't know you had this debt. So she kind of has a little benefit there because she can have these conversations now. And like I said, that doesn't mean you have to have like a f- concrete plan that never changes. Because you know, money mindset changes for people all the time. Yeah, exactly. But at least work on it now. This is the time to have those conversations and see if there are any red flags or kind of work through it together. And then if you feel like we are, you know, we're getting somewhere, this can work. Then you know that when you are engaged or married, it will be a little easier because you already started this conversation. Yeah. You laid the groundwork. That's right. I, I totally right. agree with
0: hundred percent. Um, all right, before we wrap up, I have a really fun question. So what I've been doing with all of the guests is telling them I'm going to wipe away the face of George Washington on the dollar bill. And I'm going to put your face on it and over the top, instead of United States of America, I'm so sorry, USA, we're going to wipe that away. And we're going to put your money mantra or money motto or money message, uh, money slogan, whatever you want to call it over, uh, over your picture. So everybody who touches the dollar bill, who, who, you know, transacts with money, who gives money away, who touches it is going to see this message. What would that message be that you want everybody to see? (laughs)
1: Like, should I go like quote or like super patriotic? Like there's so many options on this. (laughs) (laughs) This is like a big decision. Or do I just like say, I think so. hmm, What I don't know It is. I mean, it can be money related, but I think one of the biggest quotes that for me right now that just kind of like it's actually above my um like whiteboard in my in my office yeah. which I'm not in right now but <laughs> I usually am. um one of the biggest quotes for me is like like what is it let me see about um everything you ever wanted is on the other side of fear and i think from a um, money side so many people are afraid to start because they're scared of what they'll find out and you know even when i added up the debt with my now husband and all that like It is very fear based. It's I can't do this. There's no way I can do this. And it's I know so many clients I work with and when I have the initial calls, it's I don't I don't even know where to start. I don't I have so many accounts. I have 15 credit cards. I don't know, you know, where my money's going. I've never tracked my money and like they just don't because they're so scared of what they'll find out and like that guilt and emotions that come with it. And then when you know we work together and get through it or you do it on your own, even if you don't have a money coach or whatever, you realize I can do this. Everyone can do this. This is not someone who is just for people who've read 15 personal finance books and listened to podcasts every day. Even if you have, you know, just an internship or anything, you just have the starting is the hardest part. And it's just getting through it, through that fear, and realizing once you're on the other side, you can manage your money. Like anyone can, like no matter. How you were brought up, or if you knew nothing about money, or you knew everything about money and you didn't listen, no matter what situation you were in before, you have to like just push through that fear of the unknown and fear of your money situation so that you can, you know, reach those goals and you can save and pay off debt at the same time. You can keep things you value in your budget while paying off debt. You can travel while saving, you know, or you can, you can do, you know, not to sound like super cliche but like you can do it you know you can you can do it all in that sense like will it take more time does it take discipline yes does it take a plan yes does it take a budget yes but you can't there are ways to reach those goals even if they sound like impossible like I never thought that we'd be able to pay off you know 40 almost 40,000 dollars of debt in a year while paying for our wedding and our honeymoon and my husband's back in school so we're cash flowing his school tuition and wow. we make six figures combined but yeah. as individuals we do not so like neither of us have six figure salaries combined as a married couple we do but like it's not like we're making millions you know a lot of questions I get is oh you must be you know rich and making your salary must be half a million dollars you do that no <laughs> like neither of our salaries are six figure salaries like so it is possible to do this. It just takes time and getting over that initial fear or shock factor of like, this is too much. I can't do it. So I
0: hear that. But you know what? No worries, because you started investing in 401k early. So yes. you're going
1: to have that half a million, million dollars in that retirement account. Yes. One day or another, it's going to be
0: there. So, <laughs> so yeah, once
1: it, once everything kind of yeah it itself back out it will go back up but yes I'm so thankful that I did that and you know I put towards just the match right now which is fine and that's perfect for me but with that money there like it's just starting and that's the hardest part for so many people is just making that decision and taking that first step and the first step doesn't have to be like open eight new accounts and deposit you know with ten thousand dollars it's just like Oh, log into your student loans or log into your bank account and write down balance interest rate just start just take that first step open your computer and log in like that's what i tell my Mm -hmm. clients the starting point doesn't have to be you know something that's going to take you three hours to do it could literally just be log in and write down what it says that's it that's your task for the day and then move on you know the next day you have to keep it simple because make it some big scary
0: thing as the first step you're not even going to get past that to be able to get to the second step. So you have to make it a super small thing, bite-sized, attainable. And, you know, now, okay, great. Now you've got that. You're feeling good. You did it. Check that.
1: And then right. move on to the next one. Yeah. Right. A budget exactly. doesn't have to be formed overnight. Like, just, right. write, just write what you spent on groceries last week. Just start with that. And then, you know, then do that for another week. And then that's how now you're forming a grocery budget. Like, it doesn't have to be where you know everything in one day. And I think that's hard. Social media, especially, you know, sort of, you see what people are doing, you're like, wow, there's no way I can do that. There's no way. It's like, have you tried? Have you started? You know, have you done anything to try to do that? And a lot of times, once you've realized you take those first steps, you can do it. It might look a little different than someone else, but you can. Yeah, that yes. that's, that's so relatable because I I've been I have all these fitness goals that I've for years. I mean, I've been
0: working out and doing a lot of cardio. I I go dance workouts, but then I go on Instagram and I see these girls that have like supermodel bodies with six pack abs, yeah. and I'm like, oh, I'm never right. gonna look like that. But you know what's funny is like I actually start scrolling down to their comments or looking at their um their captions or just scrolling down past their early pictures, and I realized the reason they look like that is because they've been exercising consistently for five, right. six, seven years. Right. So they got time in the game. Of course, I'm not going to look like that today to tomorrow, next month. It's about, you know, the consistency, the constant commitment, you know, not giving up. I'm sure they skipped a day or two of working out. But over time, they kept coming back and doing it. Same thing with your budget. Right, exactly. Exactly. Uh, well, thank you so much, Ali. This was such a great conversation. I'm going to have much fun editing this. This was so fabulous. Um, but before we go, I definitely want to make sure that people know exactly where to find you. And um, if they want to reach out to you to let you know that your story inspired them today, how could
1: they do that? Yeah. So I'm on Instagram way too much. I need to like re- reduce <laughs> my number of hours I spend. So Instagram send me, you know, it's financially focused financially with an eye focused. Um, and you know, send me a DM. Like I answer all of my DMs. So send me a message. I also have my website that has my freebies on it and ways to kind of get in touch with me there. So my website's is just financiallyfocused.com. I have a lot of free resources and blog posts and you can kind of learn more about my story there. But those are the best two ways to kind of find me and my email is on both of those. So if you wanted to shoot me an email, you can find me through there too.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, Ali. This Thanks was-
1: for having me.